<laughs> hey, for four more dollars, we can, for four more dollars a night, we can get the city view. Oh, man, I ain't looking at shit in Vegas. <laughs> okay. I can't I'm going to be looking at straight. some sporting events. I'm going to be looking at some blackjack tables, or I'll be looking directly down into my bed as I stumble into the room and go to bed. That's it. Or maybe the frosted. That one time we had the frosted shower, man. You took a shower. I did look over there. And going to yeah, sleep like a baby with good. your butt up in the air. Yeah, that wasn't a city view. That was a splitty view because I saw your butt crack. <laughs> and then there was the one time that Russell just hopped into your bed. He goes, what, what's going on here? I was so drunk. This is not, this is not your room, man. I had no idea that oh, was shit. your room. Hey, but, when, hey, when the boys are watching draft day, we all get in the bed. We watch draft day. That's the way it is. I literally, I think we laid there for like eight minutes before someone said something. All I know is I came back from that trip and I had a shirt that said in the MasterCard logo, it has the MasterCard logo and it says sex with me priceless. And I was like, when the fuck did I think this was a good purchase? And I realized it was me on the bed next to Matt. And we were watching like a pop-up video and somebody was wearing that shirt. And I was like, God damn, I need that shirt. Better order it. And of course, Matt said, oh, I don't know if you should order that. What are you actually going to? No, he didn't say that at all. He's like, hell yeah, order that shirt. Let's go. Joe <laughs> so, officially has the torch of the drunkest dude ever on the Vegas trip the one night where I stayed in the room with him. Like I threatened to call his wife on him at one or two points. I was like, this is really bad. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy that literally called us and said, I'm stuck in the casino and I can't get out. <laughs> I'm sur- Where are you, Russ? Well, I see some, uh, I see some slot machines. <laughs> slot machines. <laughs> and there's a sign that says tower, but I don't know what tower I'm in. They make those places so confusing. You can barely wheel your podcast equipment around without looking like a fool. All right. You guys ready? In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a tech chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, so we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 165. Way up. It does not seem like we're getting that much closer to 500. I just want to point that out. Like, I thought by now we would be somewhat closer. We don't seem to be at all. We but let's not, not think about the tipping it. Point. There's no. not been a tipping point. No. Mm-hmm. No, we're still on the way up. Uh, yeah, speak for yourself. Yeah, Matt's Zoom <laughs> screen went black. I said we were just at 165. How much time do we got to go over the tipping points? <laughs> no, no, no. Matt drove that car over the bridge a long fucking yeah. time ago, didn't he? Yeah, it? I think so. I think we're going to finish before 2030, right? Oh. Are you going by military time? <laughs> said Emerson made it like six episodes. That's true. Done, that's so. true. You know what? That, I think that's what we're doing, though. We just pick up chunks of fan. Like, there's a lot of women from the Minneapolis area I have not heard from on the voicemail for quite some time. So I think we just pick up fans, and then we drop some, and then we pick up fans, and we drop some. Okay? And they never quite come back around. Who knows what it is? But. We got some tried and true day ones. Got some in Iowa. Emerson can complete a 100-mile Peloton ride, but he can't stick with a podcast for a few months. I mean, no, talk to me about a lack of commitment. He's too busy. Oh, your podcast is too funny and I fall off my bike. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is some in-depth uh, jokes if you know my cousin Emerson. All right. So, uh, and from 1983, he is a we have R.E.M.'s no debut album, Murmur. You know, guys, my mom... My mom, this is weird. In 1983, my mom was down in Athens, Georgia, and she was actually in the studio when they made this record. When they when REM made Murmur, my mom was in the studio. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was Did actually she there. It? She she had it. Well, she kind of because she had a job there cleaning up after them. So when when they were making this album, Murmur, she was cleaning up in the studio after them. In fact, she, they said that she was the Murmur Maid. <laughs> murmur Maid. Murmur Maid. <laughs> murmur Maid. I'm a Murmur Man. Murmur Dad. Man, Dad. <laughs> Russell, does he you get the I got no clue. Russell's totally backlit. I can't tell if he got that joke or not. Uh, all right. Let's turn on. Oh, uh, and you know what? Yeah, so here we're gonna talk about REM. But let's turn on the uh let's turn on the radio, okay? And just like these guys, you know, let's turn on a college radio today and see what's hip the and happening. Dial. Uh let's turn on the radio and see what's playing. Welcome to K-Rob K. been a lot of uh, vampire shows in the house going on recently, so we've transferred from zombie oh. shows to vampires. Draculas? <laughs> vampires? Is that what they're called? Draculas? Vampires? I, I think, I think, Dracula I think was a vampire. Well, they're only, right? they're only Draculas if they went to medical school. Otherwise, they're just Aculas. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're not Dr. Aculas oh, no. unless they've gone to <laughs> vampire. It's like de- Isn't there oh. some Doculas, too? It's like, it's like dental school graduates. Entis, they want to be called Dr. Entis. <laughs> no, that's not funny. Here's my impression of a do- oh. Dracula that's gone to medical school. I want to make you quit your job and move all over the country. All right. So that was a kind of inside joke for Russell. Russell, didn't you do a pretty you do a pretty good uh, impression of a of a Dracula who went to dental school, right? Oh no. <laughs> I want yes. to suck all your money out of your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I want laughing. to give you. I, I want to give you treatments that are not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ironic, though. Well, you know what? The good thing is, a, with a doctor Acula, with a doctor Acula dentist, you could at least go at night. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be open during the day. You'd be like, finally, 
I can get into this dentist's office when I want. Do you guys want to go to the dentist at night? No. I'm always the first. I'm the first 7 a.m. Oh, the first, uh, no, that's first sick. One. 7 a.m. That's sick. <laughs> that's sick, yep. man. He's like the a, guy with like the hygienist is in there and they're tired as shit. Like they're yawning. That's right. You know how quick they move because they don't want, they're like, oh, we got to get to the coffee. So they, yeah, they move fast. Oh, man. I like a, I like a 9 a.m. or like a 1045 and just block out a couple of hours on my calendar, like going to the dentist, you know, and then like grab some lunch after or go to the candy shop, something along those I, lines. Listen, you guys know I hate talking about this because I get in trouble every time. But I will say, I went again, no x-ray, and they're like, looking good. And I was like, I bet. I bet. I, 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 vaunt, I vaunt to cause you as much pain as possible. And then yeah. act stupid and act like I have mm -hmm. no clue why you're hurting. You, you know, we can see the tools you're putting in our mouth. We see yes. that they're just metal and sharp. Yes. And then you're like, oh, it's so strange. Your gums are bleeding. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those movies. That's like a, that's just something I would see in like a torture movie. You know what I mean? Where they're like, I can get this guy to talk. You think cavemen were in there with metal in their mouths? No. God damn. <laughs> uh, but they, we love them. All right. So uh, let's. <laughs> we, we are here talking about the 1983 murmur. I mean, really, if you didn't do any dental care, you're like, how long is your life going to be shortened by it? Oh, no, it's a lot, mm. Russell. You can a lot of research on this. Yeah, it's really, it's, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot yeah. of research on, you know, your your neurological health. I mean, this can affect uh, in, infection, um, you know, all, all sorts of research out there uh, about how much your dental health affects your, your outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that from my dentist, so. If you're, if you're <laughs> Frenching your wife and she says, oh, you taste like Cheetos and you haven't eaten Cheetos for three days, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> but if you have just eaten Cheetos and that's what she's yeah. into, then great. No. Cheetos for everyone. I, and I'll say this. That's what I, when you are dating somebody who's, you don't, you know, it's kind of a new dating thing. When you're Frenchy, you don't taste a thing. That's one of the great things about dating somebody new. You never taste anything when you're Frenchy. <laughs> You've been with somebody for a little bit. You start Frenchy and you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's, there's some stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a little too acidic or whatever, you know. <laughs> There's, anyway. like a, there's like a couple teeth brushings before you go out on, a, on like a first date, right? Rob, yeah. you brush before you get in the shower. Mm -hmm. You brush after you get in the shower. You do a double check. Maybe go one more time around before you go out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, well, I tell you, I brush maybe my teeth now Maybe you lie down before. and brush. Maybe you brush standing up, depending <laughs> on your, your style. First of all, I brush my teeth now when I go to jujitsu. Not before I like making out with my wife. <laughs> I care more about the guys at jujitsu <laughs> thinking I smell. <laughs> Second of all, my wife now, twice in the last oh. two weeks has put a random cream onto her toothbrush and then brushed her teeth. And it's not toothpaste. Oh. Just, oh, a, just twice. She came out the second time and I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, I put your toothpaste <laughs> in a bag. I don't know. Like label it real bright. Like you, the second, the second time. And she was like, yeah, I brushed it for a long time before I realized it. I was like, what, oh. what is going on here? Well, you're obviously not using that Tom's of Maine. You got to use the Tom's of Maine. Then you, there's no mistake. No mistake in that. I've been spreading that deodorant on her toothbrush like crazy. She hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It doesn't do anything. All right. Uh, I need more. We need more aluminum in there. This is. I love that aluminum. Uh, listen, this is all getting cut because I don't want to get in trouble with my sister. Anyway, we are talking about REM's album Murmur, and I've got three guys here. And you know, I was going to make a joke about Michael Stipe being in Gremlins. But I know none of you dumb shits have seen Gremlins, so you don't get that joke. You guys haven't no, seen anything. Seen have you, at Russell, have you seen Gremlins? Never. Guys, I just want to call out to my listening audience out there. I'm on a podcast with three other guys who have never seen Gremlins. 
what the fuck am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> okay. I don't, what are you doing I, your life, I know Ralph? I've made gremlins jokes before. I know I have. Okay. I know I've talked about the dad coming down in the chimney and dying. And that's a story in the middle of gremlins. That's weird. Do you remember getting a huge laugh on those jokes or not? Well, no, <laughs> not really. Okay. But I will say in a movie where the gremlin both has a gun and one gets pushed into a blender and blended up, the, the story she tells of her dad going down the chimney is a thousand times more disturbing than anything else in the middle of a Christmas movie. It makes no sense. Guys, can you please watch Gremlins? I know you're not going to watch, are you, but Russell, you did get tickets to RoboCop, right? Yeah, you guys, RoboCop is playing at the local movie theater here at the West End. I have to look it up somewhere in the middle of November, but if you go to the West End's movie website uh, for the movie theater, RoboCop's playing. I'm going. I'll be there. Seven o'clock. Now, Russell, can I just say this? You should dress as Sting. And see if anybody yes. gets it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if somebody gets it, be like, I guess we're best friends now. Uh, I've got Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, it is so much more attractive in the moral kiosk that is the strip club in Fort Pierre, South Dakota. <laughs> hey, if those are lyrics from this album, I'm, I don't know. Good it could be, you. it could not be. I have no Good idea. On you. I heard one of you say, oh, this song's, not on, this song's not on the album, actually. Yeah, no shit. I don't know any of these songs. I'm not going to do a parody song of some of these songs. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Jesus. What are you going to do when we get to Automatic for the People? Then what are we going to do? I guess you can do Shiny Happy People. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Good, Rob. The uh, podcast listeners, needed. you guys need to decide for yourself if this podcast is going to stay. Let's talk about REM. <laughs> Again, wow. I have no idea. <laughs> and I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, I recently, I hate to say this, he was doing a second job working at the keyboard factory. But unfortunately, Aaron was fired from it. Uh, he wasn't putting in enough shifts. Oh. That's a good joke. Well, you only need the left ones. Nobody it, uses it, the right ones, so that's I get it. I get it. Right. I was thinking of a musical keyboard. Don't say you don't say you get it. Don't say that. I know you <laughs> fucking get it. It's a good joke. There's nothing to get. It's just like the sun comes up, the sun goes down, shifts factory. It's a good joke. I thought you were talking about a Casio keyboard. I was I was confused. Like a musical one. I was like, there's no shifts on a Aaron's job. Is it like, hey, does this thing play? Uh, wake me up before you go go when I press the demo button. He has to check each right. one. Like yeah. that's what the keyboard <laughs> at my house played. Did you guys have a keyboard at your house? And what demo song did yeah, it play? Fuck yeah, that button? Um, I don't think it had any real songs. I don't think there was any licensing on mine. But it had the calypso beat, right? Or the yeah, you know, it was like oh, the reggae beat, the calypso yeah. beat, whatever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and you're like, I love world music. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but the whole well, that's that's a good segue, Rob, because not everyone can carry the weight of the world. So let's talk wow. about REM. Again, I definitely know this from the album. Listen, we, 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 let's not waste time. Let's get on to the back line. The freaks. All right. Now, here's somebody we... I think we have a new caller this week. Oh, brand new. Hey, this message is for the back line. I'm out in Napa Valley enjoying a, a fun trip. I saw Aaron out in California. It's great to see. <laughs> Wait, I know this And I went person. to a vineyard called Cliff, no. Cliff Lady Vineyards where they have a rock and roll theme. That's part of that theme. All of their blocks of grapes are named after different rock and roll songs. So you've got Pinball Wizard, Hey Jude, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Bohemian Rhapsody, and so on. You had Aaron's favorite, Hotel California, Matt's favorite, Intergalactic, and Rob's favorite by Genesis, Invisible Touch. Now, my oh. question for you guys is what they do with these wines is they blend a grape from each of the blocks, and then they name a song after it. So, for example, we had the Cliff Lady. Dancing Heart Cabernet Sauvignon, which was a mix of 
rates from the dancing in the dark block and the closer to the heart block. So dancing heart, dancing in the dark, closer to the heart. So my question is for you guys is if you were going to have a wine named after two words from your favorite rock songs, what would your wine be called? This is not Russ. Bye. Now, see, that's the thing. Is that you <laughs> wow. might, It'd be wild if Russ had called that, the That line. is wild. Now, you have to think, if that was Russ, and obviously it wasn't because they said it wasn't at the end. It's way too subdued. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he almost sounds like Russ after touring wine places for three days. <laughs> um Here's the thing. Is that if that was Russ calling, is that a new high or a new low for the podcast? I can't tell. It's, it's, it's such a fine high. line. It's a high. We're on a high. I think so. I think so. For sure. I, I, I enjoyed that person who sounded like Russ. And I also have to say that winery, that vineyard sounded like it was made for Russell. Where they're like, yeah, we're doing this shit with the names of the bands. Russell's like, God damn, this is the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And they're this like, is- they're like, really? Nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> I got way more into grape grape grids than you could possibly imagine. Now, now I mean, Russell, I we can imagine someone would. I would say. So, so Russell, here's what I would say: two, the two. If I had a wine from two rock and roll songs that I love, yeah. I would say uh, "Black Betty Davis Eyes." Oh, oh, that's like a run-on. Like you're combining. I like it. I yeah. like it. I think it'd be so good. Whoa, Black Betty Davis Eyes. Cushy that would be a good wine, I bet. Oh, Kim Carnes. Uh, in one of the women, one of the people in We Are the World that you don't know who it is. You know when you watch We Are the World and you're like, well, I know fucking Dan Aykroyd. I don't know why he's there, but he's in the video. Dan Aykroyd's there. Uh, you know, is the main got, dude from... Ram Jam in that one or not? <laughs> yeah, the main dude from Ram Jam. The main dude from Ram Jam is there. And then Michael Jackson obviously filmed it in his own location because he's only by himself in every <laughs> shot. You know what I mean? And then you're like, you'll see somebody you'll be like, who the fuck is that? And then you look at it, it's like, oh, it's Kim Karn from Betty Davis Eyes. Apparently that song was huge at the time. Aaron, what do you think? What would you name your wine? Well, I was going to say two of my favorite songs are When You Were Mine and Sweet Child of Mine. So I just call it Sweet Child of Mine. No, it doesn't work. I like Mine, Mine. <laughs> mine and mine. then you could say Mine, Mine, Mining Disaster from 1947, my favorite Bee Gees song. But then I was thinking about Raspberry Beret and I want to dance with somebody. So maybe just go Wanna Raspberry and, and maybe it's got some raspberry notes to it. So I'm going to go Wanna Raspberry. I like that. You, wait, yours is just what? Oh, I want a raspberry. Want a raspberry? It's two words, right? I can only do two words. So, I mean, want yeah. is even like, that's even questionable, but I'm going to go want a raspberry. Want a raspberry. I like that one. Matt, what do you got? Hi. I, I always read your text messages wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't done any research. So I'll just go with, I was going to say In Hiding by Pearl Jam and then Rocket by... Uh, by smashing pumpkins and try to come up with some euph- some phallic symbol of like rocket hiding or rocket and hiding, rocket and hiding my rocket or something like that. So <laughs> nice. I'll just yep, go with that. Yep. How about that? I like it. Yeah. Man had a like whole it. thing ready to go where he was ready to whine about the podcast. He's like, I don't get these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I misread this. I was ready to whine about the podcast. Okay. Uh, so listen, guys. Wait, what about Russell? Now, What's Russell's? Here, no. Oh, uh, Russell, what was it? from? And, and I forgot, Russell, that that was... Obviously, you would have thought about Not this an equal amount of time called. that we did. You didn't get to think about this earlier, so let's hear it. I have seen the grid of all the grapes that they have here, and, and I had—I will tell you guys, if it were me there, I probably would have had to host explain to me like three to four times how to call it uh, the grape grid. I was like, are these slabs or like what are, are they acreage or what do you call the different? And she's like, no, you couldn't call them a grid. Or that's what I would assume they would say. But one of my favorites when I was looking at all the different ones in the grid would be dark side of my fire, dark side oh. of the moon, light my fire into dark side of my fire. Oh yeah. I like it. 
Well, I do notice that that's not two words, okay? So that kind of got thrown in my face earlier <laughs> than the one that maybe you came up with was it two. Now, what's crazy is that we got a second text. We got a text this week as well, and it relates to the voicemail. So check this out. Was it also from the Napa Valley? And it, actually, this text came with a picture. So check this out. I walked outside and caught Russ calling the Beck line, claiming it wasn't him. So now that's suspicious when I got that text minutes after that call with a picture of somebody who looked a lot like Russell sitting in a rattan chair uh, in California. So How embarrassing. But you know what? Do you guys think it's appropriate to call like a a radio talk show line while you're sitting at an outdoor veranda at a vineyard or not? A hundred percent. And I think you should airdrop that number to as many people as you can. They would love that stuff. Well, I do know this was your, I mean, I I had some, I have some inside information here. I know this was your second vineyard of the day. And on your, like once you hit your second wine tasting of the day, all bets are off. At that point, if you're still standing, if you're still speaking, any phone calls you want to make are fair game. Yeah. (laughs) Russell's out there like... A grape, grape grid. It's called grape grid. Grape grid. Grape grid. They're like, yeah, it's a grid. You can, we don't care. Move along, please. Sir, are you spitting it in the bucket? It's time for. Hey, we got a non-bucket spitter over here. He's asking about the grape grid. Uh, rolling going. You know what, Russell? Let's just get right do we, to you, Russell. Do we really not have voicemails from anyone else. We only have not Russ. Russell, we only have not Russ. Russell, shut the fuck up right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get them for two episodes. <laughs> Roll it going. I, you know what? It's not my fault. Yeah. It's the fucking fans' fault that we don't have enough voicemails. Okay, it's not my. I, I feel guilty, and I shouldn't. Russell, go ahead. Gotcha. So, rolling going. As as you guys may have guessed, I spent the week out in Napa Valley. And I did get to see Aaron at one point. So what I thought I could do is kind of, I was going to share with you guys the do's and don'ts of Napa Valley. This was my right. first ever trip yeah, I to like Napa. It. I like it. Maybe some yeah. of our listeners are at the point where they're thinking about maybe doing a trip to Napa Valley. And I thought I would give them some of my professional tips. All right. So I think I when you say, it. I think when you say a do, I think that's obvious. You know, we got one of these, no problem. And then when you say a don't, I've got to zap your cock cage. I think that's the that's the key. Oh. So, all right, Russell. <laughs> Maybe the first thing before we get into the do's and the don'ts, I should ask you guys. I know Aaron lives out there, but Rob or Matt, have you guys been to Napa Valley or wine country before? I uh, just drove through it uh, on our way back from Northern California, so we stopped at one vineyard and didn't really experience the whole Napa thing, if you will. But just one time, I told Jenny I was going to get uh, take her out to Napa Valley, uh, and that I was going to do a trip. And we ended up uh, driving to Napa and Apple Valley. So I needed a, I needed a new muffler. I couldn't think of any other car part to say. I said muffler. I can't think of anything else. Hey, go Eagles. Let's import some more wrestlers to our team that don't oh, live in the district, no. right? No. Come on. Did you get they're, to they're, do did you get to do oral anyway, Rob? Or is does that only work? Aaron. No. She said I she claimed I taste like Buffalo Wild Wings dry. <laughs> From the Apple Valley, from the Apple Valley Buffalo Wild Wings. The only other thing I know about Apple Valley. (laughs) Beat their ass in the playoffs, by the way. I'd like to point that out. Go ahead, Russell. So the first do, I was going to say, this is a do. Do stay in downtown Napa. Downtown Napa has dozens of restaurants, dozens of tasting rooms, a bunch of little shops if you're into that thing. It's a super cool vibe. 
And one of the things when I was reading about going to Napa Valley is you might not always be able to get Ubers. That's bullshit. You can get Ubers <laughs> everywhere. No problem. You should stay in downtown Napa and have that be your home base when you guys go to Napa. Aaron, what do you think of that strategy? I thought that was great. When you when you told me you were staying there, I thought that sounded amazing. I think I've heard great things about downtown Napa. I personally have not stayed there, but now I want to. So I think it's a great strategy. Yeah. The next two. Do take the wine train. They have a wine train that travels up through Napa Valley. You get on this train, they serve you drinks. They serve you like a four-course meal over a three-hour ride. Would you guys ever do the wine train? I would uh, do it with you guys. You would do it by yourself too, Aaron. What are you talking about? Of course you do the <laughs> I wine guess train. I by, yeah, geez, the wine train by myself? Now you're talking. I mean, that sounds like my kids coming home on the subway. Wine train. <laughs> I gotta say, I do think a wine train. I I love riding on trains. I really do. Unless I'm sitting backwards. If I was on the wine train backwards, I, it would be a barf train. I would be barfing all over that train. What do you think, Matt? Wow. You going on the wine train? Probably. Yeah. I mean, especially if Russell's uh, recommending it. Matt Matt gets on the train and they're like, "Oh, welcome to the eating vegetables train." And Matt's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> didn't read the sign. I'll I hate this train. Jumping off. They actually do have two types of trains, which they didn't quite explain to you, but we found out when they gave us our bill halfway through. They have a dinner train, and then they transfer you all to the dessert train, so you get to sit in, like, comfy chairs for dessert. They bring out coffee, desserts, and all that stuff. Dinner, dessert train. It's great, right? Russell, I'm picturing, is it really two trains? Are you, like, jumping between the train? Like, holy shit, we got to jump over well, to the cars, dessert train. Right? Like, Mission Impossible style? Like, you yeah. got to show your, like, you got to do a facial recognition to open the door and then jump on. I also got to give Rob props for his res restraint and sophistication for playing the OJ's train song and none of the other train choices he could have made. I was, I was thinking Midnight Train to Georgia, and then I was thinking... Oh, another good one. Uh, uh, What's the... Uh, is it the 69 Boys or whatever? Come on, right? <laughs> oh, There's my that God. One. That would have been a yep. good one. My internet is so slow right now, so don't push me. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I'll say, we've got another train one. While the do is a do, you definitely do ride the train. You do ride the three-hour train. Do not ride the six-hour train ride. Six hours on a train. Oh. We did the three-hour ride, but there is a six-hour option, and I will just say... There may have been a train rider with me that was definitely falling asleep on the train <laughs> at about the two-hour mark. So I think a six-hour train ride is out. Now, I have to ask this, Russell. If yes. I was on a date on a train, yes. every every time the train went into a tunnel, I'd kind of give them a look like, mm, what you, hey, hey, what does this remind you of? You know what I mean? Like, mm, maybe. Did that <laughs> happen at all? I don't think there were any tunnels. No tunnels. Uh-oh. That sounds, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> All right, the next the next tip for Napa Valley, do get brunch or breakfast before your wine tastings during the day. We yeah. went to Bouchon Bistro at one point. Aaron came and met us. They had some of the greatest croissants and macarons I've ever had in my life. And the other thing about going to grab something to eat in the morning, you need to take more of that and bring it with you because you are going to need carbs <laughs> later in the day if you've gone to too many win wineries. Yeah, can't have too many snacks. You cannot have too many. Are, are they serving food at a winery, Russell, or is it just wine? The, uh, we went to five no. wineries. There were two. One that gave us a charcuterie board, but we didn't even expect it. There was another one that I was going to touch on in a bit where we specifically scheduled, it was a bacon pairing. So five glasses of wine with five different, you know, flavored seasoned pieces of bacon. But otherwise, 
I, I was not aware of any food at any of them. Aaron, I don't know if you've seen anything different, but. No, no, it's pretty rare to have food. You And you always schedule these things. They, they open at 10 or 11 a.m. So you go to the first one at 10, 11, 11, 30, and you think like, oh, we'll get lunch, you know, sometime. Time, there, it's like Vegas. Time doesn't exist there. Pretty soon you're finishing up a tasting. You got to get to your next one and you go like, oh, well, didn't have lunch. Oh, well, we'll get something to snack on later. Nope. And then pretty soon you're at dinner at 7 p.m. and ordering another glass of wine and trying to figure out what the menu says. Oh, the next do on the adventure. Kevin. Do meet with Aaron and Aaron's wife at gmail.com for an outdoor wine tasting. Aaron and his wife are a great conversation. They have such a great energy. They added so much to our trip. If anyone's ever out in wine country, my penis. make like, sure I you make, hook up with Aaron and his penis. wife. We had a, one, it was such a wonderful time. Penis. It was like, so cool I that Russell for anyone else's penis. And his, Wait, no, his I've wine country no, like, I, traveler. I a penis. I've always said like it's it's the greatest <laughs> Welcome thing. Welcome to us. Like, I would compare it to my favorite chef's knife because I use it every day. <laughs> we had such a nice time. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start yeah. calling my penis. <laughs> All right. So so now I've seen two out of four people on this podcast in California. Two out of four on this people podcast is, have seen Rob in New York. And somewhere like Rob and I are still, I mean, Rob does meet me more than halfway in Las Vegas. So I got, maybe it's my turn to go to New York. Yeah. Well, I know I'd love to come out to, I'd love to come out to Napa. I think that sounds super fun. I'd love to, you know what I'd love to do out there? I mean, honestly, I'd love to ride the train. That's, I think that would be really fun. <laughs> and I'm just going to load up, you son of a bitch. Oh, come on, right, I'm it, Russell. Baby. I'm on, Russell, choo, Russell. Choo. I'm on the wine train, Russell. Choo, choo. Oh, God. Uh-oh, Russell, I don't think this is the wine train. Russell, I got on the bump and grind train. This is the wrong train. I'm bumping and grinding. As we know, Rob's favorite thing to do. Aaron, it's actually my two favorite things to do. Bump and grind. Sometimes I give it just the bumps, and sometimes it's just doing the grinding. But sometimes I'm doing the bump and the grind. It's a good day. By the way, this version of the song is seven minutes and 30 seconds long, so we better just let it play. That's what I think. We'll just let it ride. It'll be interesting to hear what Aaron thinks about this. Aaron and his wife were a great time. They, they added so much to our day. I wish they could have spent the whole day with us. It was a ton of fun. There was a don't I will take from my experience with Aaron, though, and that is don't talk too much with your wine host because they may overtake your whole conversation and, and overwhelm what's going on and almost... Not ruin the experience, but take away from your experience. There's a fine line of talking with your host. I don't think we overstepped it, but he definitely assumed we did. Because, Aaron, what would you think? The guy the guy I think, would shut the fuck up, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said it. Our, our host was very kind, but just trying a little too hard. And uh, I think he was bored. I think if we had been there uh, maybe an hour or two later when there were some other tables on the patio, he might have done okay. But he definitely thought it was his show. And uh, yeah, a little, little too involved. So I didn't get as much time to talk with Russell and his wine taster as I would have hoped, but, but it didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't wreck the day for me. Still 10 out of 10. I'd do it again. Can I tell you what I would have said to this guy? And this is, you're going to get a 50, 50 hey, shot. Rob, 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 can I interrupt you? I did yeah. what you told me to. I went and spilled my drink and told him to clean that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> oh God. Remember I almost that one, passed Rob? out. Oh my God. I almost passed out. You need to show your dominance. Hey, I pay your salary. You see these $5 bills here that are your tip? I'm taking one away. You just made a very strong enemy, my friend. I would say to him, I would say, hey, what do you think about the border down on the, the border crisis? 
You know oh. what I mean? Like say stuff like that. Like, hey, do you think America's not great right now? Maybe we should do something about that. And I, I think that I have found that gets people to clear out. They do not want to discuss that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we didn't try oh. that one. I guess we next yeah. time. Next time. I think that's a good one. Another thing I would say do about this. This was something I was Googling before. I'd never been to wine country. You don't really know. Do dress the way you want to Napa. Napa is super chill. You do not have to oh. dress up to go to wineries. You could just show up wearing whatever you want, Rob. Your big wow. daddy, hard daddy shirt, you could wear that. Yes. Your, your no dress Carolina code. Panthers jersey, you could wear that. You could wear whatever you want in wine country. And that's kind of what makes it fun. Like there, there's pretentious people with wine, but you kind of just go with your own flow. Right, guys? Yeah. No dress code. Shorts if you want. It's always hot there. If the sun's out at all, it's hot. Now, let me. Let me ask you, you, could I wear my Big Johnson's wine, Napa Valley wine shirt? <laughs> okay. Is there a Big Johnson wine shirt? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's have a big corks, we'll screw. Oh. That. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I got fired. Guys, can I tell you something? This is so embarrassing. I actually got fired from the Big Johnson shirt company. What for? Oh, I would say stuff like only a man with a big pencil does his taxes. Maybe like, well, that's not really like that's. <laughs> The big, we get it, but it's not like what we're looking for. You know what I mean? Like we're looking for like, oh, we, you know, uh, uh, soccer players do it on the field for 45 minutes or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Stuff like that. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> big Johnson's, big Johnson's like, uh, STI tests. You know, you, you probably don't have herpes on your big Johnson. And they're like, well, how did you, what <laughs> you're bad at your job. <laughs> So that's how I got, that's, how, that's why I work at big dogs now. Do you, do you keep that on your LinkedIn profile, Rob? Like the eight months at big mm -hmm. Johnson mm -hmm. t-shirt writer or not? Yeah, I do. That's how I got yes. hired at Spencer's. They, <laughs> they hired me right in. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, look at Now I'm looking at big Johnson shirts on eBay. Uh, big Johnson's card and casino. I mean, obviously liquor up front, poker in the rear. I mean, I think we all saw oh. that come in right I now. If you wanted this it. shirt, oh, geez. now here's something that's not going to shock you. Big Johnson shirts on eBay, only available in XL or double XL sizes from what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and if guys in my high school are in indication, that is 100% correct. $40 pre-owned on eBay. $40 for a Big Johnson shirt. Goodness gracious. Let's see, Big Johnson's rednecks. Everyone's got a little redneck in them. How would you like a whole lot more? See, oh, I could have written that. I could have written that. Keep going, Russell. I just saw some big Johnson shirts. I cannot talk about the next. This is a don't. This is a don't. This is a lesson of what not to do in wine country. As Aaron mentioned, we saw Aaron. We met up with him and his and his wife beforehand. We got a quick bite to eat. We went to our first tastings before noon. We did three tastings in the day. Do not don't do three <laughs> tastings and then expect to have any life at all at a dinner. I will say one of the one of the people at our dinner was about asleep and I may have been almost asleep as well at like 7 p.m. If only if only we had a friend who I remember saying very clearly clearly do not do more than two wine tastings. You cannot do it. It will not work. Do not attempt it. Okay. So it seems like once again, maybe somebody says, oh, here's where you buy tickets, you know, at a, a stadium. Here's how many wine tastings you go to. And Russell kind of just blows through all those things. I, I'm, I'm starting, you know, Rosie, Ru Russell, we take your headphones off real quick. Yeah, you bet. We could talk. You know, okay, took them off. You know, Russell loves to give the rest of us advice, uh, but if we try to give him just a tiny bit mm. of advice, he never listens. He's got to take the advice, know, right? We're that's trying right. to He's got to take the advice. We cannot get we cannot let 
his uh, roommate know that you told him, Rosie, that only two tastings in one day. We just right. can't no. let that happen. No, nope. right? nobody can't, can't let, let that out. Know. Can't let that cat out of the bag. Them, they, no, sir. Yeah, you know them. Okay. They. <laughs> you know what's really fucked up is I've never given him any good advice. That's wild. <laughs> I've given him lots of advice. None of it has backfired. <laughs> Russell, None put your headphones back. All right. Russell, here we go. Oh, it, it, I like that man's signal. Come on back. My favorite. Good thing I didn't listen to Matt because I heard every damn thing you guys said. I'm not <laughs> taking that advice and taking my headphones oh, out. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Russ does what the fuck he wants. Russell's only taking one piece of advice from this podcast. Here's my next don't. The I've got another don't. Possible, please. Don't do this in Napa. <laughs> don't schedule tastings at tasting rooms that are in downtown areas. That if you go to a tasting room in downtown areas, it's just like being in a bar. Oh, like yeah, if right. you can't see like out into the fields and into the the wilderness and everything, the grape grape. It's just it's just like being in an indoor bar. You might as well be in in Minneapolis just off like sixty six and thirty five or somewhere, Matt. It's like it's like my dad that's, always says. That's in Richfield. It's it's <laughs> yeah. It's like my dad always says. If there ain't grape grids, it's horse shit. He also what? worked at Big Johnson shirts for a while. Got fired. He wasn't very good either. <laughs> Like that, that doesn't even rhyme. If I can't see the grapes reflected in my disco ball, then I don't want this anywhere yeah. near my balls. I don't, let's see. Again, <laughs> I also couldn't work for Big Johnson. If your disco ball don't shine, we ain't 69. Oh, and that was a title of a VHS tape in my basement I never played. I was too scared. <laughs> the next don't. Don't say anything negative about a wine at all. It just gets awkward and there's no way to get out of it, right? No. Like awkward. Right. Right. Matt, don't Matt say anything mentioned at all. before how he had once made a joke about, you know, or do they just mix the two wines? Oh, and they yeah. kind of got annoyed with it or whatever. But yeah. I, I was at this winery, Charles Crew Winery, really fun, but they had a more pretentious style host, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he, they gave us a few wines. The first two were awesome. The third one, it just wasn't my favorite. And I didn't say anything bad, but he asked what we thought of it. And I just said, oh, it wasn't my favorite. I liked the two other ones beforehand. And he kind of looked at me like, you know, well, fuck you then. You know, like, I, yeah. do they expect ah, you to say great things about fine, every wine Russell. or not? Yeah. No, that's perfectly fine. If you, you mean, you're just, hey, I like the other two better. Hey, you know? How about instead of this sommelier, I get an always A. This guy doesn't know shit over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be one of my last show. This is, I think, the most important tip I have for going to wine country. It's do know what you're looking for when you're going to wine country. Are you looking to go try good wine? Are you looking to sit outside and relax? Are you looking for like a super comfortable chair somewhere? What are you trying to get out of your wine tasting event? So I had a few different experiences. One with Aaron and his wife where we sat outside, had a beautiful view. The view is amazing. Yeah. I sat at another one in these super comfortable chairs at a place which was super quiet and relaxed and peaceful. And then I had a couple other ones where the wine may have been better, but like one of them, we were just standing up at a bar the whole time. Like, that's not relaxing to me, Like, but the wine was better. So what would you guys want to do? More relaxing atmosphere and experience, or do you want the better wine? Can, can I just tell you? Every time I go to a wine thing, because I think as an adult, you just find yourself like, oh, I'm at a vineyard or I'm at a wine place where they have a wine cellar. Let's go down and do a tour. I know so much about wine for about 
I would say anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. And I feel like I'm a fucking genius on wine. I know all about it. I know about the, I know about the Biff Tannins. I mean, we haven't even brought up Biff Tannins yet. Honestly, which is embarrassing. Hey, hey Rob, Rob, I got one more tip. What? Don't bring up Biff Tannins jokes in wine countries. They're not appreciated. I always feel like I'm an expert for a while. And then like, like within two hours, all that knowledge has been erased from my brain. I think you got to go just for a chill atmosphere. And if it's good wine, great. Honestly, I couldn't tell you if it's great wine or good wine. It's all kind of similar to me. I, and, and I think that should be okay to say and not be treated like you're a big dumb guy who got fired from the Big Johnson shirt factory for trying to make that Biff Tannins shirt. Okay. Back yeah, to a lot your, of it, it was, it was uh, just to let you guys know, it was backdoor to her future, her And it, that's the thing. It didn't even make sense. A lot of great wine in the world. We haven't run out yet. You can always find a good bottle of wine. You don't know, for me, you don't know if a wine's good until you've had most or all of the bottle and enjoyed it with some food and some people. So tasting wine is whatever. But if you can do it in a beautiful setting with people you enjoy, that's what's important. Well, we've talked enough about guys who've gotten fired from the Big Johnson store. Let's go to someone who had an illustrious career there. Matt, roll it going. How's it going with you? <laughs> uh, good. Russell, good. Russell, Russell I just want to say this. Twelve months in a row. I I I I kind of missed. I was typing a joke. I want to just say, (laughs) Russell. I want to thank you for taking us on the trip with you. And my internet is slow as shit. Everybody, stop streaming in this house. I'm doing a podcast for God's sake. We talk about this. (laughs) I want to thank you for letting me be myself again, which coincidentally is Slystone's autobiography that was just released. Guys, thank you for riding on the wine train with Russell. Oh, what's Look what we're going into, Russell. It's a tunnel. Russell, look what we're going into. It's a tunnel. That was an echo. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, how's it going? How's it going? No, no. That's a deep cut. That's good. Uh, Good. Couple things. Um, (laughs) Rob, I got a new perfect song. You got to get ready to pull this up. My internet is so slow. I cannot tell you again how slow it is. Okay, go ahead. But I just... Oh, yeah, kind of this song is a bop. Right? You can do worse than listen to Black Crows all day, right? For sure. Right? I know. So Black Man, Crows. Is your, is your perfect song list a zero-sum game? Does something get knocked out, or do you just add? Are you constantly no, adding? No, my, my top 100, I have a top 100 list where I'm yeah. at, currently at 107, so I got to cut that bad boy down Uh-oh. to yeah. keep it at 100. I, gotta, I could probably get it down about 104 real quick, but, uh, but no, perfect song list, no. I mean, this is like... You know how you talked about, Russell, you just play a song to death, right? Like, you could play yes. this song for about 17 times in a row before you get sick of it, I think. So, I don't know. It's got piano in the background. It's my perfect song of the week. I like it. This Good might be a Pandora it. station maker for me. I might have to make a Pandora station off the song. This these is are the guys, like, these, like, this is the band that I imagine, like, in the perfect bar, this is the band that's playing. Yeah. Yeah, there's only yep. 50 people in there. These guys are playing whiskey's five dollars a shot. Like that's this is what I imagine. Oh, yeah, nope. Um, our illustrious quarterback in the great state of Minnesota is a guy named Kirk Cousins, and I think we've talked about him. You know the uh, what was that documentary or whatever on Netflix? Quarterback mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's good. And I think everybody came around and and got to him, but Kirk Cousins. God bless him. He did something that I would never do if I was a professional athlete. Never, ever, 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 ever do. Get if married. I was a professional athlete. Wait, what? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, hey, not cheat on my spouse, right? <laughs> oh. 
What's the point of being rich and famous oh. and good at sports, right, Rob? I mean, guys, just imagine. I just want you to imagine. You go in front of a crowd. You dunk. Uh, you have a huge dunk over another adult and just throw it down. Everybody's going crazy. And then later that night, you go out and cheat on your wife. I mean, what a perfect <laughs> night. You know what I mean? You're just out there banging somebody you've never met before, underwear you've never seen. What is this? I don't know. I thought you were going to say, you come home and your kids don't give a shit. They don't care that you no. dunked on another human. That's why you they, don't go home. Nobody's texting me. When are you going to order dinner? Mom says we can't <laughs> order dinner. It costs too much. God damn it. I hate you and mom. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I'm out dunking basketballs and cheating on your mom. What? Huh? No, I'm just, just doing the podcast. Yeah, Aaron made a joke about Chino's wife. It's real disrespectful. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Trying to explain to his kids. What what is, so what did Kirk Cousins oh, do? God, what the so fuck? So Kirk Cousins, the, the, the Minnesota Twins were in the playoffs, right? And they were in the wild card game. Yep. And Kirk Cousins, it was a Tuesday was the first game. And Kirk Cousins just decided, oh, well, Tuesdays are off day. Might be a good idea to go with the wife and kids to the Twins game. So he just went on StubHub and ordered... Four he tickets, tickets on StubHub? And sat in like row, section 117, row 20 with like That's the beautiful hot. people when he could have made like one and a half phone one calls phone and call. been in any suite <laughs> right. or any front row he wanted Guys. to be. But this guy just went and sat in just with a, with a, with the random people at a Twins game. That's weird. He's probably like, hey. That's weird. Hey, we get $5 hot dogs if we're up in the upper deck. So this is great. You know what I mean? Like this is where we should be. What? Yeah, I, that's I gotta give it up for Kirk Cousins. That's a great move. I think. That's not even safe. It's not safe. It's kind of you know, kind of it, it feeds into his you know that he just doesn't pay attention to what's going on in the world, kind of a thing. I kind of believe in yeah. him because if he was the one, he just ordered tickets and just went to the game. So <laughs> I don't know. Ninety percent of me respects him for it. Like, hey, great, good move, have fun. Your right. kids, your kids aren't going to be spoiled little brats, all that kind of stuff. The other ten percent is like, what the what, what's the point of being the quarterback for the Vikings yep. if you can't like get in the suite at a moment's notice, things like that. So his yeah. his, yeah. his contract uh-huh. in twenty twenty is a sixty six million dollar contract with three hundred thirty million guaranteed. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I don't know. He's like, it, it doesn't say these tickets are the best value on StubHub. They seem so expensive. <laughs> it's, only got a, it's only a 6.2. It's yeah. not up in the eights or nine. My friends say I should sit up front, but I'm going to ignore them and sit wherever the fuck I want. That's what I do. <laughs> How many times do you think he turned back like tickets? Because he's like, well, I didn't realize the fees were going to be as, but I didn't realize I was always getting <laughs> like $17 <laughs> yeah. in fees on these. Maybe he ordered them at his third wine tasting of the day. He was like, oh, third wine tasting. I got to go for it. Yeah. You keep crawling up. You're like, I get this expensive ticket. I get this one. And then you turn on the fees and you're like, God damn it. I can't get any of these tickets. This is terrible. <laughs> Are you guys neurotic like I am when it comes to like Seat Geek and StubHub where you're constantly like refreshing, constantly looking for the best deal possible mm-hmm. and you spend like hours and hours doing it and then you should have just bought what you had uh-huh. when you went on the first time? Russell, it depends on what I'm doing, right? If it's, if it's, a, if it's a game or a concert I know I'm going to go to, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll look for a little while and I'll wait till the very end to pull the trigger. But like, I'll just wait until a half hour before I know I got to buy tickets because I won't put myself through that agony anymore of like knowing like, oh, I could have had, oh, could have had those. Oh, you know, and I know I'm just going to wait anyways. And so I try not to do that. But if I'm like, but I was watching like twins tickets during the playoffs just to see when I was at my desk mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I wasn't, I wasn't really planning on going, but I kind of just wanted to see where the prices were and and yeah. what was going on and stuff. And they got cheap, man. At least that first round, they got cheap. So 
Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was. It's, I, I try not to. You, you can definitely go down rabbit holes. Uh, do, do you guys also like think he? You also think he like had to like try to refresh his password like five times. Like whenever you get oh. tickets on StubHub, oh, yeah. like you you always <laughs> have to reset that stupid yeah. password. Like it's his password. Right. Like like man, I suck at, at playing quarterback. One apostrophe or like what is his reset <laughs> code for to get back into his StubHub account? I, when your password is always uh, uh, 69 boys ride that train, then it's not, then you never have to remember a thing in your life. You know what I mean? It's Rosie, how's it going with you? Rolling going, how's it going with you? It's going great. I, I want to just once again say how wonderful it was that Russell and his wine country traveler allowed us to join them for, for a, a bit on Monday. And I wish it could have been longer as always, but any amount of time you can spend with your, your dearest friends is valuable. And it's so much fun when you see how much other people enjoy your friends. I saw that when Matt was here with his family, I see it with Russell and I see all the things that I've loved about these people for so long. I noticed how much other people love them. So that was just, that was wonderful. Now, so I gotta, gotta Aaron, say that. Why didn't you hang out longer? Did you think it was time to go or did Russell kind of imply maybe like a wine host? It's time to get on here. You've been talking a little bit too long. I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I do. I okay, do subscribe to the, no, 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 no. I had, I had other things I had to do. I had to get home and I had to get home for soccer practice because we didn't have a, we didn't have a solution for childcare. So we still had to get back home, get Wallace and, and well, no, we had a friend pick him up from school and then had to go to soccer practice. So now is this the soccer team you're coaching? Me. Yeah, so I had to be coaching oh. soccer at, at five. So we got up, to, got up to nap at ten thirty. Hung out as long as we could. Raced home. We got home, ate some tacos, hey. and then I went to soccer practice. Does our so. soccer, does our kid's soccer coach seem really drunk right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say we do have the text chain, and we have this. We have this. All, all groups of friends should start this a group text chain where once in a while someone's having a cocktail at like four thirty. It's a picture of you in the cocktail or picture of the cocktail. Who's drinking? And yep, it just yep. starts off a firestorm of, you know, the three, four of us that have a drinking problem that are always drinking that send pictures <laughs> yeah. back. But I did notice on the same day that Aaron came and met us at Wine Country, there was a who's drinking later on, I believe. And Aaron was drinking tequila that night, if I remember <laughs> yeah, correctly. True. I was. Yeah, I, came home. I gotta have some tequila after soccer <laughs> yeah, practice. After soccer, I, get I, that. Can't, I can't do a soccer practice and then He's, not have anything to drink after that. He's like, I got so tired from making these kids practice bicycle kicks all day. <laughs> like, he's just doing yeah. shit like... <laughs> So no, I'm I I'm guilty. I'm the one who cut it short. I like to think that if we had said we'll stick around for longer, Russell would have. It would, would have been have awesome. Yeah, enjoyed that. But I'm also I believe in kill him and leave. You know, like we had yeah. a good time. We left it on a great note, and I'll see Russell again soon. Aaron did. Uh, I was told this. Aaron did thank the the Napa Valley goer afterwards. He said, "My understanding is he said thanks for spending time with Russell." I did. Oh, I did yes. indeed. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I like that about her. I'm, I'm glad they found each other. So I, that's true. Oh I my did. god! Thanks for spending time with Russell. <laughs> sounds like they're leaving. A, sounds like they're leaving a Costco. Yeah, <laughs> like this little orphan person. Really? Thanks for hanging out know. with them. Yeah. I mean, that feels like enough of a rolling going. Should we move on to Rob? No, 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 no. Let's hear your wrong going. I'm going to edit all that out. Don't worry. I, I was going to ask you, and I asked him this, but I want to know, Matt, I know you've coached your kids with baseball. Rob, I don't know if you've coached your daughters in anything, but I got to know what kind of coach are you in soccer, Aaron? Are you like a let's go out mm -hmm. there and have fun? Do you ever yell at them? What, what's your style of coaching? I need to know this. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the assistant coach right now. So I'm, I'm really, and I have been on, I've, I've been the assistant coach for T-ball and for soccer. So I'm not the one laying out the plan for practice. I'm not in charge. 
So what ends up happening pretty frequently during practice is I'm the one who's trying to corral the like real spacey kids. So like the ones who are like (laughs) digging a hole and burying the ball in it or who are like giving each other horsey rides or like (laughs) stuck in the net and trying not to like get the, and then just like begging them to come out or like the kid who like brought his wimpy kid book and is sitting on the field with wimpy kid and reading it. And I'm having to be like, Sai, can you please close the book and come out on the field? Like, so that's, I spend more time doing that. Aaron's out there. Almost anything else. Aaron's out there and the kid's like, Oh, it's that Man City song, right? (laughs) I get it. Soccer, Man City. I get it. Great song for soccer. Aaron's out there on the field and some kid's just looking at the ground and he's like, hey, you know, you can eat a lot of those weeds. A lot of people don't realize that. Because, like, I want to go home. I did yell during a game because because my guy Teddy was Teddy was balling out, man. Teddy was playing hard. He was mm-hmm. running the whole field. And none of the rest of the kids during the game were helping Teddy out. So he was playing offense. He was running back to play defense. And the other kids were not helping him out. So I did raise my voice at those kids and tell them to get back. You got to help your teammate out. He's back here trying to play hard. Like, get back here and help Teddy. And my you wife was like, "Pieces of shit! You get your, your ass in gear right now. <laughs> you're three foot nothing. You're a hundred and nothing, and you're doing dog shit out on the field right now. Teddy's dragging your ass. Teddy's back hurts from carrying this goddamn team. You sons of bitches! You get out there and you win. Yeah. yeah once again, the children are six. So it's yeah. <laughs> that was maybe maybe that was a little too much so yeah my style is mostly like i'm trying to connect with the weirdos because i feel like i am the one who's best at connecting with the weirdos Mm -hmm. but uh then during the game i do get a little stern if i have to there you go Uh, aaron let's do the rest of your oh okay whatever you want i feel bad i talked over your rolling goal and i totally interrupted to make it awkward and see if russell or you ended it first that was a good one i've been addicted to you guys two episodes in a row now and it feels all i needed feels so good i'm addicted to it all right here's the thing <laughs> I need to go into the corner. Hey, Rob, I've Bye. been a dick to you, and it feels so good. Big Johnston. Oh, yeah. Big Johnson Ford Clinic, where the addictions are big. You know, stuff like that. Like, all right. Big Johnson's rehab. <laughs> Addiction. Okay, I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> I'll save. I'm going to save it for the end. Oh, no, you can't. We have so many big Johnson jokes at the end. I've got two written down. (laughs) All right. Listen, I'm in the, I'm in the advice corner. Okay. And here's my, here's what I need. I need to say fair or follow on this. Okay. I'm biking to work. I park my bike. Now that the bike, you know, the, the city bikes all have the baskets in the front. As I park my bike, I notice something catches my eyes, a little gleam, a little glimmer. Okay. And I look. And on this bike, that's a, you know, so you kind of park it into the rack. So the person was just there and the lights were kind of like blinking. So I knew they had just been there. There is a Yeti mug. Okay. Now these, I just want to let you know, a Yeti coffee mug is like 25, 35 bucks. Nice mug. Right? Yeah. And it's just They're sitting on this. And it's just sitting on this bike. All right. Now keep this in mind. My mug at work is kind of breaking because I keep dropping it. Okay. So the top is kind of breaking. I need I don't a new like mug. Going. I don't so like I it. Walk, I, don't like going. I walk past it and then I go, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of look over both shoulders, which is tough because I have limited mobility. So I'm going to have to do the Batman look where you're moving your whole body. <laughs> and then I grab the mug and I do walk a little bit quicker. There's a hop in my step. I go to my work. I tell everybody at work that I've done this, they're disgusted. They want nothing yeah. to do with me. Okay. Yeah. They think it's terrible. Something yeah. about, I don't know, the flu season or whatever. 
right? I clean the mug, wash it soap and water, sit it in hot water for a day. I am now using it, okay? What do you guys think of that? Fair or foul? It is an expensive mug. Somebody was going to take it. If it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else, okay? So am I in the right to take that mug? Don't talk about whether or not it's gross because it's not. I cleaned it, okay? I'm a science teacher. I know about bacteria and shit. All right? Oh, God, shit. I didn't even think about that. There might have been shit in it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Someone could have taken a dump right in there. That's why my was, wife said my mouth was it. Was it like shit. Who was the who was the player from the University of Miami who was taking shits in people's coffee? Uh, cups? Mark Chimura. Nashi Davenport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Chimura was in the hot tub. Sorry, I got we, we don't need to do Mark Chimura jokes. <laughs> no, no, don't need it. Wait, I'm confused. How do we know that the original owner of the mug is not coming back? Like, how do yeah, we know you didn't that. steal it? Yeah, it's on a bike in the middle of New York City, man. They ain't coming back. Do people not ride bikes? Okay, like, let me ask you this. Why are you confused. putting a mug? Is it, like a, is, it a, is it one of your rental bikes? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. One of the, yeah, not somebody's like personal bike. No, not bike. a personal bike. So oh, it's a rental okay. bike. Okay, that so why, why are they putting a mug on the bike? I think they just put it there to maybe leave it as a treat for somebody. For you. Yeah. What do you think, Aaron? Yes or no? I think it's fine then. Yeah, rental bike, okay. you know. I mean, I think maybe they maybe wait and come back the next day. I might give it one more day, you know. But I mean, yeah, I think I don't think you're going to hell over this. Bro, that shit ain't going to be there the next day. That's not going to be there in 10 minutes. I got to grab it while right. I can. Matt, what do you think? I think if you have to ask, then I think you know Ooh, the answer already. Oh, but, <laughs> oh that's a strong dad move. That's a strong dad move. At the same move. time, I, I appreciate the move. I think I would have waited like three minutes and just stood right by that yep. thing to see if somebody comes running back like, that's my, you know. Yeah. And if somebody else asks like, is that yours? You know, then say, oh yeah, it's mine, you know, but. Wait to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm just waiting by but it. But you do have to get going. But so it's a little bit of a gray area. But you know, do mm, I have a couple? Like my balls. Do I have a couple? I do have like a, a couple ball field chairs and mm-hmm. maybe a mug or something like that because from the same situation. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's kind of the natural order of life. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Fair or foul? Like a bird belonging to one of two biological orders, Rob. This is foul. This oh. is a foul move. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I I would never. I, you saying it was on a rental bike makes it way more acceptable. If that was on someone else, like a normal bike, oh yeah, this might That's be like assuming from this might be yeah. the end of the podcast because then I would think you are you are a, a common psychopath. Thief. Yeah. Yes. Well, with that, and then when he canceled his credit card that one time, that I mean, like, bad. holy cow! Right. Yes. Yeah. We get into some a scam. Where we're I was concerned. I was. About your <laughs> I was scamming the scammers. But it being on a rental bike, I could. I. It's it's fair. Slightly I think get it. it's slightly foul that you took it. I wouldn't have taken it, but yeah. I just think it's more weird that you would take like a stranger's cup and be like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be my cup." I know Wash it's not it weird. Up. You do it in like a restaurant all the time. People drink from cups at your house. You drink from other people, but I would not have taken it. No, it would now, gross me out. Can I ask you guys a second question? Two girls might do something in the same cup. Like whatever. It's like cups can be shared all over. Can I ask you guys? A, can I ask you guys a question? Do you guys ever get like these warts did. onto your lips, like both top and bottom? <laughs> like, is that normal? That's my other question. I have to ask. All right, let's talk. I'm gonna edit this together so it sounds like I wasn't searching for the One real quick story: when I when I was in college, I worked. I was a city worker, right? And we'd drive around. This is old guy Zeke, and he would look at any bag, any bag. He was convinced he was gonna find a bag with a bunch of money in it on the side of the road. He was convinced. Yes. And so anytime yes. we were driving around a city truck, he'd pull over, he'd stop and get it. The last one I remember him doing, he pulled over, 
opened it up and goes, oh, geez, holy cow. Somebody had taken a shit in a bag and thrown it out. Yeah. Classic shit in the bag oh. trick. I got I to gotta ask more questions about this bag that somebody took a shit in. Do you yeah. remember, is it like, are we talking like a plastic Target bag or are we yeah. talking like oh, a yeah, nice like a plastic bag? Yeah, like a Target bag thing. Oh man, can you imagine the situation where you're in where you're like, well, I guess I'm shitty in this target target bag. Like I cannot imagine right. where I am in my life where I'm like, well, the best option for me right now is to shit in this target bag. Like that's a wild. Like at least get the nice handle, yeah. like the brown bag, you know, with the handles, you can kind of Spread out wide. So, Rob, would you have taken anything? Like, if it was a Kit Kat bar on the thing, would you no. have taken that? Or is there limits on what you have taken or not taken or not? If it, well, how about if it wasn't a Yeti? I mean, like, because everybody knows Yeti. Like, if it was just mm-hmm. like you know some Joe no. Blow brand. No, if it was any other one? mug, I would. I wouldn't even thought about it. Wouldn't even cross my Hydro mind. Flask, yeah. no. Oh, no, no. I that's it's something about the water makes it gross. The Yeti, and so let me now let me just follow your story with my story. So there's a company name on the cup. I look it Ooh, up. Very nice. I look it up. And this sealed the deal that this was actually the best decision. I looked it up. It's a venture capital company. No, so yeah, I took, take it. Okay. I took yeah. a mug from some <laughs> dumb fuck who works at a venture. Oh, I'm actually helping the economy. This is like a conference giveaway. Now I'm now yep. I'm totally fine with you taking yes. it. This is someone, something picked up at a conference or from a client mm-hmm. and they thought, oh, this would be cool. And they're like, I'm not putting this in my suitcase. And they, they gave up on that. If it's a if it's a branded cup like that. That's all yours, Rob. You enjoy that. Honey, I'm back from my meeting where we talked about synergizing growth and they gave me this cup and I cheated on you, you know, or whatever. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this album. Let's talk about this album. Jesus. Or whatever. Yeah. Angel, Angel, her invest her <laughs> big Johnson. All right. Uh, so that was my okay, um, angel investor. Never mind. I get, it. Uh, I get it. Don't say that anymore. God damn it. Don't say that anymore. <laughs> Uh, so these guys are from Athens, Georgia, uh, REMs who we're talking about. And basically they, this album just captured their sound immediately. Mumbly voice, jangly guitar, super, super forward bass. I was amazed with how forward the bass was on this album and how melodic it was. Uh, and basically when I was listening to this, this, this album, a lot of people say it paved the way for alternative music. I mean, here's the thing. This is what I thought. This is a nineties album and it's from 1983. It sounds like this album came out in 1993, right? It is mm-hmm. so far ahead of its time, which is why I think it's so high up on this list right now. Am I crazy in thinking that, anybody? No. I mean, I think I think of it as like the talking heads without like the new wave sound, right? It's just like <clears throat> talking heads, rock and roll kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And, I can only and, think about the replacements, and it's in part because I read about Rob's right. the collaborations between the replacements and REM, but... This sound is definitely what made the replacements think they could they could change from a hardcore band to a more pop influenced you know melodic band, and so a lot of what we're hearing is to to me what like Tim and Please to Meet Me became. Rob's right. In 1983, by the end of 1983, this album had sold 200,000 copies. Barely, not many. That's not many. Yet it was picked as Rolling Stone magazines. Album of the year in 1983, beating out a little album by U2 called War. A little album. Oh, have I heard this album by the police? It's called Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And this album, what is this? Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Wait, it, I know. They, this beat Thriller? This beat Thriller year. is album of the year. That's wild. <laughs> 
crazy to me. Like this, this album doesn't even sound like. I mean, we're. Gonna, I don't know. We haven't even played any of the music yet. I'm already talking a bunch. Like yeah. this, this. The point of this album is not to be on a list of great albums. To me, it's like this album just exists for the music itself. I don't. Yeah, it's wild to me that this is on, on this list at all. Play radio, free. and I enjoy it. Play Radio Free Europe and give me some of that mommy's milk, please. I want mommy's milk and I want what? Radio Free Europe. <laughs> yeah, do you think Michael Jackson and Quincy, Quincy Jones listened to this album? Yeah, when, no they way, were doing, right? when they were doing fucking uh, USA, that song. That we are the world. Andy Kaufman in the wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, so apparently when uh, Michael Stipe wrote the lyrics to this, the band heard the lyrics and they were blown away by them. To which I say, what? I don't, yeah. I think the melody is unbelievable, but he intentionally writes unclear lyrics, I think as one of his tools, right? I think in one of the interviews, yeah, this is when we talked about this before. This is Ubu and what's the other one, Aaron? Oops and Ubu, only one perfect sound. And yeah, but it's kind of like we've talked about nonsense lyrics on the on the pod before, right? It's not about what they're saying; it's about what they're how they make you feel, right? Right. But I but I think he said I was reading that he he said like on some of these songs like they're purposely gibberish because he just couldn't finish the songs in time. <laughs> but if it works, it works, right? So this is I don't know. Is this a major label album? Was it were they under pressure to to get it finished? No, so this album, I actually was going to talk about that a little bit later, but essentially there was they they were signing with this. No, it was kind of like a small who was it with? It was like a IRS. Yeah, yeah IRS. And then and then they they had problems with the producer. And so they got a producer who they had done Radio Free Europe with earlier. And so they just kind of like, I think they had a pretty good time making this record from what I saw. That label okay. also, if you remember, was a former tag team champion with the Million Dollar Man. They were known as Money Incorporated. <laughs> I-R-S. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> John from Edina's favorite part of the podcast. So Russell starts talking about you, John. Oh, this is our price. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't IRS one of those guys who like looked like a bodybuilder but couldn't wrestle for shit? Like, it's always the, you know, it's always the guys who like Terry Funk who can he, actually he, he wrestle. He had to wrestle then, wearing... Black suit pants, suspenders, a short sleeve dress shirt, and a tie. That's what he yeah. wrestled in. Yeah. I mean, that's not easy. Yeah, and, what's okay. and what's weird, I saw him wrestle once where he's like, did you guys see a mug? I think I left it on my bike, but it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not there anymore. Uh, pilgrimage. You should wear that outfit to your next jujitsu class, Rob. Oh, that'd be so good if I showed up like that. If I brought like a briefcase. Who wants to take this from me? <laughs> I got to say... The first, I, when I saw this album, I got to admit, I was kind of bummed because I was like, I don't know any of these songs, not a single song. And then when I was sitting at work playing this, it was just one of those albums where it didn't matter what song it was, didn't matter what was going on. It's an upbeat album. Like almost every song except for the last one or the second to last one is like a true pop alternative sound. I loved it. I thought it was just so fun to listen to in the headphones. I still don't know any of these songs. I listen to it all day. I still would. I don't know the names. I don't know any of the lyrics, but I like it. I like, I'll put it on again. Like, but I, I don't know any of them. I don't know how, but I definitely know Radio Free Europe. I don't, it must be a current, like, must be on the mm -hmm. regular uh, rotation at the current or something like that. But that's definitely about the only song I could pull out uh, first time through. Laughing. Marching. 
It's almost kind of strange that we don't know any of the songs from this. Like, I'm not a huge REM fan, but they were so big Hello. when we were younger that it's almost surprising that we hadn't we hadn't heard more of these, well, right? This is like, I mean, their second and third album or third and fourth, whatever. You know, the two albums in the 90s. I mean, we, we probably know half of those songs on each of those albums. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels this like the one. This is so with... new. This is 1983, right. right? So, it was so much earlier than those other albums. So, I don't know. I think we get a pass because of that. I totally forgot we did another REM album, didn't we? Yeah, we Holy did drive, shit. Right? How did I forget about that? The one with Night Swimming. Yes. Russell, Night Swimming, hello. perfect song. This is huge REM or whatever you said earlier. Huge REM man? I'm standing. I'm, yes, I'm huge REM. I'm standing in this corner, and I was wondering if you'd like to go night swimming. Hey, do you know the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles? Everybody hurts. <laughs> Russell, that was a pretty good bit that I didn't think of three days ago. <laughs> 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 that would be pathetic if somebody remembered that joke and then did it. Yeah. So we but did I, Automatic for the People, which was at 96 or 93, 96, I think, and that mm -hmm. came out in 1992. So oh, what were some of the hits on later. that one? Was it uh, Everybody Hurts? Let's look there. here. I'm scrolling. Drive, Everybody Hurts, Man on the Moon, Night Swimming. Oof. So those are the big ones. Bangers. That's pretty much everything but uh, End of the World as We Know It and uh, Shiny Happy People, right? Well, that one dumb song about me and the being in the oh, religion. Yeah, losing my religion. Yeah, that I don't think that album's on the list. Uh, listen, talk about the passion. This is one of the songs where it actually has a message, and they drove it home with the video, which they played with uh, images of people who are starving. So super fun. I also like that the, the the lead singer on this is uh, Michael Stipe, a good friend of Stipe Miocic, who's going to oh. be fighting in the UFC championship. <laughs> right, Rob? That's so good. I love that joke. <laughs> I like that. I like that. If I if I call him Michael Stripe from Gremlins, you guys are like, I don't get that at all. But if I say Michael Stipe, you guys are like, mm -hmm, I get that. That's smart <laughs> shit. Uh, all right, moral kiosk. Have you guys been to a mall lately? We got some yep. great malls close to me, like some some that have like some indoor outdoor spaces, yeah. and they got like a. Have you guys been to a Salt and Straw ice cream? Ooh, -wee. ooh, that sounds good. Now, but have you noticed that malls lately? There's just tons of kiosks. Like that's a new thing. You can just start a kiosk in the middle of the mall. Like you know the one where they have the head rubbers yeah. or like the pillows free, with the foamies. Free real estate. <laughs> yeah. Free money for the malls. Yep. I was in a mall the other day, and it had hermit crabs in the middle. I was like, that doesn't seem right that you're selling hermit crabs. I, I would start a stand with Big Johnson shirts, Rob, and I, you'd oh. have one for your jujitsu class. It would say, it's not the color of your jujitsu belt. It's what you do with that belt in a oh. hotel room that counts. Oh, oh Big God. Johnson. Oh, oh, Jesus. And you want me to take out that runaway train joke, <laughs> which I can now because I mentioned it. Okay, and if it got edited out, I'm sorry. It was not that great. That's what the bleeps are for. <laughs> it's always funnier if you bleep it. Russell, I hope you did. I cannot wait to hear all of Russell's Big Johnson shirts. That's, I'm that's so little, excited. I'll I'm cruising. We know for a few songs here to go back to the, <laughs> my search. Okay. <laughs> cruising. Russell, Aaron works in some insurance shit or something. Come up with that. All right. Perfect <laughs> circle. <laughs> is this what the, what the band is named for? What? There's a band called The Perfect Circle. Oh. 
Maybe. I thought you were talking about the band or REM, and I was like, I don't get what you're talking about. Yeah, fair. This was written by the drummer Bill Berry. The only ballad on a pretty upbeat album. That's one of the least rock and roll names I could ever imagine. Bill Berry. It feels like he should have been playing backup for well, for Buddy Holly next week, maybe. Honestly, it he should have been in the crickets. It feels like he should be getting his ass kicked by IRS in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right from Nebraska, yeah. Bill He's Berry. He's a jobber. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Bill Berry slapped him or whatever those guys <laughs> are. They're always slapping. If you're a pro wrestler and you come in for your, your work that day and you're like, you're losing to IRS, you got to be like, fuck, I yeah. am going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. This is the end of my career. <laughs> yeah. Doink the Clown is like, you suck. If I have to take another bushwhacker finish, I I I quit. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Catapult. I love this guitar and bass at the beginning. That's why I picked this part. Sounds like Liz Fair. Mm-hmm. Wow, that well, album one, was a long time one ago. One thing I was too. reading about this song, Rob, and a lot of the songs in this is they represent a, the post-punk movement of the 80s that is known as Jangle Pop. Do you guys know anything about Jangle Pop? Ooh, I love that name, though. It's kind of a return to chiming guitars and pop melodies of the 60s. It was real popular in the mid-80s. It has a bright, jangly, treble-focused electric guitar, minimal distortion, and catchy pop harmonies dating back to kind of like a George Harrison sound, a Buddy Holly sound. Oh, yeah. um, we've heard a lot of bands that have played Jangle Pop before. Uh, the Beatles. Um, I don't, we've, ne- we've never heard the Everly Brothers, but the Smiths, the Pretenders, the Rembrandts, the Cure, even the Replacements, I believe, yes. have some Jangle Pop songs. So I, I thought we could that. do a quick list of the greatest Jangle Pop songs ever. Oh, love. Wow. Love to hear it. Russell, you know my favorite kind of pop? Iggy. It's I, was, I thought you were going to say like a oh leftover God. root beer that was left on a bike yeah. in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> no, my favorite pop is actually tart. Maybe a half-finished root beer on the nightstand when you wake up in Las Vegas. Oh, God. Oh, that's so Next good. Next year, shawarma. Most delicious. Uh, excuse me. Could I have a warm blue Gatorade, please? Thank you. I just woke up in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> First song on the list is from 1965. This is before the term jangle pop was ever used, but this is always kind of referred to as the beginning of it. It's the birds turn, turn, turn. I feel like in my life, Russell, everything before this moment is before the term jangle pop existed. I've never heard the term in my life. Aaron, was your dad a big fan of the birds or something? One of these bands or not? Yeah, I'm sure my, yeah, I'm sure like we definitely had some greatest hits stuff in the house for bands like this. Yeah, I would have heard this in time. I actually talked to Aaron's dad and you know what he said? He goes, I'm a big fan of the birds, baby. Yeah, they make me horny. I'm Randy. Yeah. His dad's dad's awesome powers. Jim McGuinn from the birds got Randy when he heard George Harrison playing a hard day's night. And so then he kind of wanted to, you know, repeat that sound that you heard on a lot of George Harrison songs. But it's interesting because so this was their follow up song to uh, Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan. And if you guys remember in the lyrics from Tambourine Man, they referred to that jingle jangle morning. So later on in the 80s, when people started replicating the sound, they called it jangle pop after that phrase. In Tambourine Man. That's Pull beautiful. it to the cider, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Another intense callback from hey, many you don't, hundreds you don't of get it, ago. If you don't get it, go fuck yourself. We don't need new Go fans. back to episode 22. <laughs> yep. 
Aaron, are you the one who made the original pull it to the cider joke or not? I uh, know Rob did. I think Rob did. <laughs> what? It could have been any of us. We're all looking for the guy who would have made that joke. I think, but I think. <laughs> Let Rob know about something. When I did meet Aaron's oh, wife yes. at gmail.com and oh. she talked a little bit about the podcast and she said, you know, oh, Aaron and hot. Russ and Matt aren't that bad, but Rob can be pretty <laughs> terrible on this <laughs> sometimes. What? <laughs> hmm. It sounds like I'm making somebody Randy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, yeah. It's getting better. I think my Austin Powers impression is coming along quite nicely. Just keep working. The next song it. on the list is, Rob, this might get a little personal. It's from the band called The Soft Boys. The song is Queen of Eyes from 1980. Well, I've never heard this. Listen oh, to man, that guitar, like, right? That's the perfect jangly sound. This is awesome. Like this. this is my awesome powers impression singing a song. Yeah. I enjoy this. This is nice. Dude, this got REM Randy, baby. REM said this underwater moonlight album to have this song was a major influence on them. And that eventually brought kind of that jangle rock sound to college rock with REM. Wow. Beautiful. I think major influence fought Sergeant Slaughter at the third WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it. Next song on the list is one of Matt's favorites. This is from 1976. It's Tom Petty, American Girl. Oh. Oh, hey. Hear that jangle? This is so good. God dang, this is a good song. Do you think, do you think, and I hate to say that right after you commented that Aaron's wife thinks I'm dirty. But do you think women who slept with Tom Petty feel like I do when you open up your porn screen from the night before accidentally and you're like, ugh. <laughs> you're like, oh shit. Like you have that post nut clarity, you know, where you're like, yeah, I just fucked a rock star. This is awesome. And then you look and it's Tom Petty and he's like, he's like, you're an American ghoul. Because he looks so much like the Crypt Keeper. Do I make you Randy, Crypt Keeper? <laughs> Why are you so stiff? Oh, oh. oh no. The Austin, okay. If Austin Powers ran into the Crypt Keeper, I think it would sound something like this. So Tom Petty actually acknowledged this oh, was no. an homage to Roger McGuinn from The Birds. They had two six-string guitars that were mimicking the Birds' 12-string guitar from Turn, Turn, Turn. And um, McGuinn actually loved American Girl so much he covered it right after Tom Petty released the song. And then when Tom Petty died... Um, the day after Peter Buck from R.E.M. actually joined Coldplay to cover a Tom Petty song. So wow. obviously there was some mutual appreciation between R.E.M. Yeah, and Tom sure. Petty. No doubt. I don't know anybody who hates Tom Petty, though. Like everybody, I think Tom Petty is a he's a blast. I have a greater. I know I, I like Tom Petty. I had his greatest hit CD growing up. I watched the the Wallflowers documentary. Have you guys seen this? Wildflowers. No. Of course. Yeah, Matt was I, recommending it, wasn't he? Yeah, Matt, I finally yeah. watched it on the airplane a week or so ago. It is absolutely fantastic. It is a must-watch. I'm going to stamp uh, Matt's recommendation on that documentary. It's so good. So that album, top three album for me of all time. I, I can see why. Kind of learning more about it and you know, Rick Rubin's involvement and kind of where the <laughs> band was and where they were going. I, I thought it was, I'm with you, Matt. And so it's like 294 on the list. Oh, that's, that's obscene. 294 or something like that. Hey, we're going to get there. I saw a documentary that was weird. It was only 30 minutes long and it was just a guy going, hey, do you know who my dad is? And that was the Wallflowers documentary. That was really weird. That was so, so strange. 
the fact the fact that we've talked about IRS the wrestler on this podcast before Tom Petty Wallflowers is is an embarrassment. That's true. Wildflowers Wildflowers is two fifty two fourteen, so it's, it'll be coming up sooner than we. Think. I also like awesome. that Matt said, "Hey, you should watch this music documentary." And I'm like, "You should watch RoboCop." <laughs> And Gremlins, and what was that other shitty movie you're talking about? Yeah. Teen Wolf or whatever? Uh, excuse me, Teen Wolf. Come on. <laughs> you make me sound like I just watch horse shit all the time. That's crazy. Next song on the list is from 1988. So this is after R.E.M. and Murmur comes out. So definitely some influence here. This is an indie pop band. It's called, the band is The Primitives. The song is Crash. Let's see if you remember it. Into me. Yeah. Oh. Yes. You guys remember this one? Oh, yes. This is such yeah, a yeah, yeah. What, what movie was this? Such a fun fun. I know the movie. I was going to quiz nah. you guys. Do you guys know? And I'll give you a hint. This movie is in the Elite Eight of the DVD tournament. Oh, no. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, a Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. Dumber. Yes. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Isn't this a great Jango Rock, Jango Pop song? Yep. Yeah, not Godfather, I'm pretty sure. I had that one for a song. Yeah, <laughs> this is when they when they shoot when they nah, shoot up nah, the sun nah, at the nah, in the car, nah. right? <laughs> yeah, Sunny, yeah. you it's like you're running at an incredibly fast rate. <laughs> you come to me, <laughs> you come to me the day of my daughter's wedding, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you watching me stroke this cat? Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's Russell's that Godfather impression. Godfather impression is him saying, you're watching me stroking this cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Last song on the list is from 1990. Check out this. This is The Laws. There She Goes. Oh, my God. This is yeah. such a jam. I, she goes. Was this in She's All That? This was in a movie, too. Yes. I, yeah, I think it was. This is like where she's taking off her glasses and everybody's like, God damn, she's beautiful. <laughs> like before that was a joke, like well, they could really do that in a movie. Russell, I think I love Jangle Pop. There's some grooves on this, isn't there? Oh. And Rob, I would see like a guitar player, there's gotta be some appreciation. These would seem like fun songs to play, right? I think, yeah, what? I mean, who doesn't love like the guitars on these songs? It sounds so good. Now I gotta say, if this was your roommate practicing with this noise, you'd go crazy, but I love it in a song. Noel Gallagher, lead guitar player for The Offspring, once said that this is the, his favorite song from the 90s. Oh, no. Wow. That was it, huh? But another interesting thing, I was reading this review of this, and it said, this song sounds like there were moments where the guitar hooks are like drugs. The opening guitar riff sounds like it's Peter Buck, come down from heaven to save your soul with yeah. a heavenly hit joined by Roger McGuinn from The Birds. What an amazing review for that awesome Jangle Pop right, song, just right? perfect. Uh, real quick, I need help with a joke. What is that Offspring song? How does it start? Give oh, it oh, to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Globin, baby, yeah. Guys, if Austin Powers another, sang for the offspring, I think it would sound a little something like this. We got a job, oh yeah. <laughs> Baby, yeah. yeah. I'm lost in my own joke, guys. I've gone into a jokeception and I don't think I can get out. If the offspring met the Crypt Keeper, more like off sting and you're allergic to bees. <laughs> Our Halloween episode doesn't come out till next week, guys. I know you think that's what I'm doing right now, but. Are there, are there more songs on this album? I'm trying to think of a Kirk Cousins Crypt Keeper joke and it's not coming to me right now, but it'll be there. 
Sitting Still. This was the B-side of Radio Free Europe, their first single. And Michael Stipe literally has come out and said, yeah, these lyrics are nonsense. Listen. He said they're just vowels put together. So good. I like this. Uh, I enjoy it too, yeah, but I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Nine nine. I love the syncopation in this. Oof. Oh, that's so many nineties songs. Right I mean, you think Smashing Pumpkins listen to this song at all? Yeah, I was thinking, uh, what's that band out of uh, Australia with fifteen year olds? The Hives. Hanson. The Jonas Brothers. You imagine being an awesome band at 15? God, that would rule. Tell you gotta do your homework. Hey, my homework is cheating on my wife. Okay, I'm in a real band. <laughs> it's I mean, it's why you're in a band. You're on the road all the time. What are you supposed to do? That's true. I'm listen, I play this guitar and I f chicks that I don't know. That's the two oh, things God. I do. I'm oh, waiting for Matt to pull this band. Silver chair. Silver, silver chair. Silver chair. I forgot yes. about silver chair. Yeah. yeah. This is it. We're, we're, we're pulling it all. Which, uh, tomorrow? No, the the other silver chair song. <laughs> uh, I was a little shocked when there were multiple in the uh, YouTube there. Let's go up to 30 seconds. Did you hear that? Did you, did you hear the beginning of this yeah. song? Can you hear the others? Yeah. Yeah. God, this is a band. Wow. You know what they're doing in the video, too, is that they're all pulling out progressively bigger knives. So that's how you know where they're from. You know what I mean? Have you guys seen Crocodile Dundee? Have you guys seen Crocodile Dundee? Have you not seen Crocodile Dundee? Hey, Rob. Rob. Only way never to seen get it. this to go. That's a not. I have seen Crocodile Dundee. Thank you. Thank you. I, I saw when he got stung by that stingray in that YouTube video. Oh, <laughs> not Paul Bush Hogan? too. There's a lot of Bush. Play that. Play the beginning of that last song one more time. There is so much night early nineties. Glycerine or yes. Aliens, but pull up, pull up aliens by Bush. Okay, so wait a minute. There's a lot of purple links here when I search this, but. Uh... <laughs> Now, okay, Aliens Bush reminds me of one other thing I got to show you, so don't let me forget. <laughs> okay, Alien by Bush. Holy shit. Oh, there it is. Well, Matt, you're like a fucking genius. I don't care what these well, guys say like, when you step I, away. So I'm saying, th those three notes right there, I mean, that's like half of the 90s alternative rock bands yeah. starting right there. So. Okay, so I'm going to show you something. So Matt just came out with something really smart. I'm going to show you something really smart. Check this out. If you type in UFO porno, look what comes up. No. What? what? What do you mean? Now, Russell, you're not even giving this a chance, Russell. <laughs> okay? When I play UFO porno and you just go, uh, like that, it makes me think you don't actually care what the video for UFO porno is going to be. Let's watch it. <laughs> so that's and nice you're like a hot sauce. makes me think that you don't care, Russell. It's definitely a lack of hot sauce in this video. UFO porno! Now, Russell, can you describe what's going on in this? No! Describe what's going on. It looks like three uh, a three-man tag team of the 1980s wrestling tag team, the Conquistadors, wearing like gold suits and gloves, shaking through. At least one of them is pregnant, if not more. Fun, fun, fun. This album is fun. It is a fun album. The whole thing. I love it. Jangly. This next song. Uh, is actually it's a Pantera cover. 
We Walk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good joke. It's a live show fave. This was the song for me. This was the one that it sounded different than a lot of the other ones. I like that kind of catchy hook. I like this one. This one got a plus on my Spotify. Added it to my normal list. Yeah, I like this song. This song is a commentary about the mundane everyday life. And I got to say, I get it. Life is so mundane. Every day is just the same goddamn thing. And then I get on here, and I finally have three guys that are being forced to watch the UFO porno video with me, and they can't ignore it when I text it to them like so many people do with the videos I text out. Okay. Except for Aaron. Aaron's good at that. West of the Fields. I love this ending. I think it's a fun ending to an album. Sounds like the Smiths. I mean, this is fun. Fun, yeah. fun, fun. I can see where if you heard this album, you were like, I am into REM. I get it. Love it. But, of course, this is not about whether or not we like the album. This is about one thing and one thing only. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Like Amory said, it's that one thing. Where does it fit on the list? Where's the Amory album on the list? Now, is this album at 165, okay? Is this an appropriate place for Murmur, all right? And remember that Murmur made joke I made? It seems like a lifetime ago, all right? Is this album at 165, is it perfect right here, okay? That would be like, I don't know, maybe if you had some feet. Yeah, fuck yeah. Put some hot sauce on it. Hot it's perfect. Feet. Okay, that would be a rolling oh, well tone. yeah. All right? Or maybe it's watching the UFO porno. That would be a rolling groan, okay? If you think the album should not have been this high, that would be a rolling groan. And of course- How many versions of uh, The Matrix do you think have UFO, porno, and hot sauce on feet in the same version, like of s- scenarios of the world? Oh, uh, uh, none of them. That's why I live here. <laughs> I got to pick. All right. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to give me a life that seems like a gray abyss every day. I go to the same job, taking the same bike, going to the same route, finding the same coffee mugs. But then I go home and I get to watch UFO porno and hot sauce on feet. I'll take it. No problem. In. Or is this a rolling, uh, what else is left? A rolling bone. It should have been way higher on the list. This is a fun album. It's 83. It's not, literally this album sounds like it's the 90s, as Matt the Genius pointed out. Okay, before he made us watch that UFO porno video. Uh, what do you guys think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Rosie, what do you think? I like this album. I don't understand what... And I'm like, this is doing on a list of the best albums of all time. It, it sounds like a lot of other albums could have been here, um, but maybe this was the first to do it. And I do like it. I'm struggling a little bit because I know it's coming next week, which I know is a compilation, but I kind of like better. But all that mm-hmm. said, I think it's important. I think a lot of people liked it. I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Murmur. I thought it was catchy. There was a lot of, I like that jangle pop sound. I can definitely see where this was influential for other bands too. For me, it it seemed, you know, there's a handful of songs that changed it up a little bit. It felt a little one note a little bit to me. I I didn't feel like it was all that different from song to song. Um, But for me, I think there, I don't need more than one REM album in the top 500 for my taste. And the first one we had had all those hits on it. Andy Kaufman in the wrestling match. That's all I needed from REM. So I'm going to say it's 
a slight rolling groan. I liked it. I enjoyed it. REM became a huge band after this album and a few other ones, but I didn't need more of it. I was good with the first round. I thought this was more of an Excel album than a one note album. Is that a joke? Is one note a business thing? I think so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nailed it. Business guy over here. Nailed it. Matt, what <laughs> do you think? Rolling well tone, rolling, but you guys reminded you all of your all job. Part of the yeah, Microsoft suite. I definitely joined this podcast cool. to talk about the shit that I deal with guys, in my work. Guys, we <laughs> should get on boring. teams. Should we get on teams and do this podcast over teams? Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well tone, rolling bone or rolling groan? Well, we brought up uh, wildflowers, right? So, I mean, now everything's going to be compared to, is this better than wildflowers? And there's not going to be a lot that is. I hate to tell you. So, you know, I, I just, I, it's a great album. I can hear it. I can hear how uh, probably influential it is. But man, I started falling asleep after the first song for me anyway. So it didn't hit with me per se. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown should be lower on the list. Guys, unfortunately, you are incorrect. Shit. This album, this album gets a rolling stone. Did you guys understand that? It doesn't matter if you understood that. Okay, you don't need to know the lyrics. You get the vibe from the album. I mm. want to put my Gergerstone in a Bourbonstein until it makes me... <laughs> See, you didn't understand that, and yet you got the vibe I was going for. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to know the lyrics to get the joke. It's kind of your usual vibe. I mean, I can guess right, vibe. that vibe. Pretty, pretty <laughs> perverted, isn't it? Right? <laughs> yeah. My usual vibe is the one that goes like this. Boop, 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 boop. Said nobody. Turn it on, Max. Why are we fucking around with these vibrator settings? Uh, next up. <laughs> next up. <laughs> hmm, Big Johnson vibrator. <laughs> that, was my, that was my one where they're like, this is too on the nose. You've gone the other direction. Uh, <laughs> Big Johnson vibrator. Use it to masturbate. I thought it was a good shirt. I thought that would save my job. All right. Make sure you have enough C cell batteries on. <laughs> oh, I did order batteries off of Amazon, and that was the one thing my wife asked. Are there C batteries in this? I was like, <laughs> are you Spanish now? <laughs> All right. Uh, I said C batteries. Yes, batteries. I don't know what. To, okay. I put that joke. I went to take it too far. Uh, so, next up. Where the fuck did I put the next album? Finally, oh, an album I got it, I got it, I got it. I, I dated it. a girl named Sue. Next and up. Sue would peg me. <laughs> no, peg me, no, Sue. Peg no, me, don't Sue. don't read my stuff. I want to put my Harsha Sherman inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally, finally, an album for me. I dated a girl named Sue, and she would always peg me. Peg me, Sue. Peg oh. me, Sue. I want to put my Hershey Bergen in you. Oh, oh, peg me. When you want to hear about peg the greatest me, Sue. albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but really there. Well, I love it, girl, when you peg me like you do. Shit, I'll be right back, guys. I got to record a parody song real quick. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Rob, I got I got two new Big Johnson t-shirts here that I'm going to be putting up on the this. Beck did it better song. The first oh, one is... We should put this up on our site. Let's steal <laughs> all the copyrights. Who cares anymore? Left-handed, five-time Cy Young Award winner from the Diamondbacks and Mariners, known as the big unit, Big Johnson. Do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah. <laughs> it's time Russell. to say. Get it, Randy Johnson? I cannot believe that we have two equally good sports jokes to end this podcast. Because you know what I, you know what I just got in the mail? Let's hear it. 
It's my number 14 extra, 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 extra large Vikings jersey. Yes. It's my big Brad Johnson shirt. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I'm going to pass out Big Brad Johnson. Big Brad Johnson. Oh. The only other one I had, Rob, was oh. Big Johnson Wine Train. The court goes in the pink and the caboose. Oh, <laughs> 